0: That was one of the reasons behind us doing this was to discuss everything because I remember at the time you wanted to kind of get your side of the story across as to why you both decided to go your separate ways because you didn't agree with some comments that did come out from like, Dominic Ingle and what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just quite obviously touch on that. But start off with yourself and Cal. When was your first ever interaction with Cal? Brooke, what was your, how did your friendship or relationship start?
1: Uh, well, I, I boxed him. I, I boxed, Oh, I tell you what. No, it come down to our gym first. Before that, about uh, oh god, we were about thirteen. How about thirteen, fourteen? He might have been. Yeah, he was a year younger than me. Um, and he just come down to the gym a little bit. I think I don't know if somebody brought him down to spa from Ingalls or something. I can't remember. Uh, it's just sparred I mean. with him. Can't really remember much because we're only kids. And then we boxed when we was about fifteen. Uh, and that's the first real interaction we had. With him. we boxed. Uh, I boxed him on his show. He beat me. Uh, then I boxed him on our show. I beat him. And then, even though we boxed each other, do we a bit of a rivalry there, we still had a lot of respect for him. And then when I got talking to him, he it would, it would just it, we've got we're very similar, similar sense of humour, similar kind of person, um, similar eating habits outside training and things like that. So we used to meet up for a curry and stuff. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, but uh, we just got on all right, and then oh, all then I turned we turned professional on the same day. We had his debut on the on the exact same show, uh, Dennis Hobson's show at Don Valley in Sheffield, two thousand and four, and then we just followed each just just followed each other all the way through. Like saying between fights, we might meet up um, for food or whatever, or and then we'd uh, talk to each other through training and stuff. And then obviously I I um, I, I stopped. I had three years out of my career and he carried on and went on to do what he did so he'd always text me and say like oh what do you think to this kid and this and that and we'd always carry on talking and then might go six months without speaking then speak again might go a year and then speak every couple of weeks or something like that it was just a bit a miss after, after, after we got a bit older but uh, always always treat him as a friend he always treat me as a friend and always got on really well
0: So obviously you've had a long standing relationship with him and friendship with him more importantly when did and how did like kind of the opportunity come about for you guys to work together for that Zarafa fight well he just he just uh, he were
1: texting me how are you doing and stuff and I was like yeah I'm alright thanks etc etc how's Jim and everything I says yeah and he just he just blatantly said oh do you want to come to Fort Ventura on Sunday I was like what for he went oh just come out for a bit and I was like well I can't pal I've, I've just had little in um, I've got Jim and everything like what and I'd said what for like a bit of a a bit of a jolly up or or training or what? He went, oh, no, to do some training. So, like, I, I said, well, it's a bit weird, pal, isn't it? Like, you, you've got your own trainers and stuff. Like, why am I going to come out? And that's when he says, oh, I'm just out on my own at the minute. I'm just ticking over. Just thought, would you want to come over? And I, and I said, oh, I can't. I'm sorry, pal, this and that. And he says, all right, no worries. And then about a week later, he messaged me again. He was like, are you going to come over or what? And I was like, well, I, I can't. And he was like... What do you mean you can't? And I said, I remember saying, oh, Alfie's got his first skills bout on Friday. And he was like, who's Alfie? And I went, one of the kids' jamie has got his first skills bout. And he went, Oh, are you being serious? I went, yeah, I am being serious. Like, he's got his skills bout in Leeds. I've got a video, so I can't come. He went, "Oh, come Sunday then. And I think I said, oh, Addison's boxing or something like that. He went, "Diving having a laugh. He went, I'll book you a plane ticket and come out. And I said, book it me for next week then and I'll come but I can't come this week because lads are boxing. So I said to my missus, I said, I'll just go off for a week. Uh, he says, he's going to book me for a week. I'll go I'll have crack with him and stuff and see what crack is. Lo and behold, he'd not book me a return flight. He just booked me one flight over there. <laughs> and I took like one week's worth of clothes. And he was like, and after a few days, we just clicked. And I said, what's happening? And he, he was just saying, Dom's too busy at the minute. I've spoke to him and that. And he's in Canada or wherever he is and this and that. He says like, I want you to train me." And I went, well, how long am I here for? He went, well, we'll just see. And I went, you, f- you, play, you play the blind, here, pal, ain't." Um, So everybody at gym pulled together, though they loved it. They were buzzing for me, they were buzzing for it. So they all pulled together. And I think we did about three weeks. We come back for a bit, did another three weeks. So he just said to me, I said to him, what's it for? Is it a one fight gig? What is it like? Just tell me now. He went, no, he says, at first it was a bit like that and then after about a week i said listen what's happening in my training you know i'm filling in because if i'm filling in that's fine but i want to tell people i'm filling in if i'm not and he said no you're training me i'm telling you now, you're training me so i says are you sure he says yeah so so that was it so i started training him everything went brilliant it's build up with brilliant and things like that um but when, when, when he come back, we were supposed to be fighting uh, on the Ruiz undercard as well to Joshua, Joshua Ruiz, and then he just—I think he—he got, he got a chest infection or something like that. I can't remember. He was at a gym for a bit, and then he just—he just, he just he, things just fell apart a little bit, and he just—I just, just don't—I think—I think he wanted big fights, and he were—he were getting a bit disheartened that he ran another undercard, kind of. They on an undercard rather than the main fight. Uh, and then he were a bit pool and he just said, John, I'm just spending a bit of time with my family. And I said, that's fine, that's all right. And then we didn't end up coming at gym in a week, turned into another week and turned into a month and turned into another month. Still text him, like, what you, what you doing? And then it got to a point where I just said to him, I've got, I've got a lot of kids in gym and I'm, and I'm busy. Like, I can't keep chasing you kind of thing, pal. Like So whenever you're ready to start back up again, we'll start back up again. And he went, yeah, I promise, Fuki, we will. Uh, I'm just having a bit of time out of a minute. I went, that's fine, mate. And then uh and then wait, I didn't see him again. Basically.
0: We'll come on to some of the later stuff of that answer in a minute. But just to go back yeah. to your camp with uh Cal out in Fut Ventura, and then when yeah. you come back, what did you make of working with cal what did you see in cal did you still see that world championship fighter who'd won world title or did you see that he was kind of losing it a little bit because naturally you know that zarafa fight it wasn't his best performance i'm sure you'll admit that yourself yeah and yeah, people yeah. will always look at it and think new trainer they the put the, the the blame to oh, you. yeah you took the stick for that yeah, What did you make of your camp together? Was you surprised Carl didn't deliver more I mean, not yeah, on the night against Zarafa?
1: Yeah, honestly, I uh, and I'll say this, I, I don't care whether I'm still working with him, whether whether we we, we fell out or whether we were good. We haven't fell out, by the way, but like whatever. He, he's a complete different level of athlete. Honestly, I boxed him as a kid, watched him box, probably watched enough, everyone who fights as a pro. But uh, me and my my uh, my assistant trainer Lee Edwards he used to box with me years ago. We both said to each other, "I've never seen anything like this." Like the the what really what really got me. I'm, like obviously a lot of people call him a quitter, we had Spence and things like that or whatever. If if you would have seen the stuff he put his body through and his his mind through on that camp, the the, the kid can't spell quitter. Never mind quit. Do you know what I mean? It's like it it, it, it was next level. And honestly. He's have We got good sparring for him, and he's sparring, and, he, and he's and he's track work and everything. I said to Leo, "I went if he don't win a world, another world title, here I'll stand hanging. I'll stand hanging if he don't win another world title." And it was just it, it was weird one because the camp went. There's no lying in it. The camp went brilliant. Nothing went wrong. Like uh, and like I said before, you probably touch to it a little bit. There's certain people saying that things went wrong week at fight. Nothing went wrong week at fight. Nobody knows any, the only people that knows about my camp and Kel's camp was me, Kel, Lee Edwards and Greg. Greg is nutritionist, they're the only people that know about our camp. Was there the four people or five people that were there day in, day out? Our camp went brilliant. The reason he didn't perform very well is because he, he showed he's still a human being. I don't know if it were pressure or, or what, but he just, he didn't stick to the game plan. And he, and he admitted that himself after the fight. And, and that's another thing. What I love about Cal, like afterwards, he didn't he didn't say a bad word about me. He didn't he didn't blame me. He said he took it on the chin. He went, I didn't listen. He said, I didn't listen. I didn't stick to a game plan, and it went wrong. And once you once you don't stick to a game plan, once you get something in your head, oh, we I mean, get him out of here, oh, and he, you don't get him out of here as a fighter, then it becomes a hard hard night. And then after the first four, five, six, four rounds or whatever, it's become a hard night for him. Which also proved, like you just said, is it still there or whatever. Forget the performance, it showed that he's still got plenty of bottle and he still wants to bid here. Otherwise, when it had got hard, he could have said to me, I don't fancy this. But he didn't.
0: Do you think with that performance, you mentioned, you know, Carl never followed the game plan, he admitted himself. Do you think it was possibly, in Carl's own mind, he's obviously, you know, he's a world-level athlete, he's achieved a lot in the sport. Do you think in his mind he was there thinking that he could just go out there and do it on his own, he didn't really need to follow instructions? Did you think that maybe your friendship with Cal on a personal level kind of influenced his own decisions on the night and he didn't really want to follow instructions. Do you think any of
1: that I, th- I think he just wanted to prove everybody wrong. I just genuinely think, because I did have this conversation with him when I first started working. I said to him, I'm, am I just here as a mate or am I here because you want me to train you? And he said to me, I've had phone call after phone call of people wanting to train me, right? I could, I could pick anybody I wanted to train me. I wanted you. He went, so it's not to do. I said, well, you, you, like, if I tell you what to do, you've got to do it. And, and he, listened, he listened to everything I told him to do. Like, and he just did it like that in, in training, not a problem. I, I just think, obviously, we were done for a long, long time. And, and, and he was so close. He got a relationship like me, myself and Glyn Rhodes. Uh, he's known him as a kid. They, they, they obviously love each other, whether he had a fallout or what, I don't know. But we all do that. We all fall out with his dads and his uncles and his brothers and his best friends. You know what I mean? We all do that. Um, and I think with Don being ringside and with, with Johnny being ringside, like Johnny's been at that gym for so long and everybody's saying, oh, who's this John Fuse kid and this and that, he just wanted to prove him wrong and, and also not just that, you'll, you'll know and boxers should know, when you're listening to people about boxing, you need to listen to people that know what they're on about, not people, what's that, 10 pints or whatever and look at a kid and say, oh, Kellogg's smash him to bits and I also think he listened to a lot of his mates what said, you'll get him out, you'll knock this kid out, you will do this. And he would just wanted it. He wanted it were, and this sounds really weird to people that don't know, don't know what I mean, but he just tried, he wanted to try too hard. He wanted to look too good. So he went out here from round one, tried too hard, wanted to prove a point, and then when the kid was still there after five rounds, then you start to think, oh, hang on a minute, I've hit him with everything I can here. And he's still here. And then no, I don't care who you are, whether you're me, whether you're Block or Terence Croft or whatever. When you're hitting a kid with everything you can and he's still there, then you start to think, oh, this is going to be a long night. Huh? And I just think that's what happened. And he had a bit of a bad spell in the middle of the fight, then come back in a bad 9, 4, 10 for some, I think. Then he come back again. And in spells, I stand by. It. Listen, I watched the fight back and I've watched my interview back after. And... I will always, always be protective of my fighters. I don't care whether they've had 100 fights and they've just come to me or whether it's, it's a kid who didn't know his left from his right and he's 12-year-old and he's come from me. So when you're getting stick or when, people, or when their head's down and they're upset and people kind of like, I don't want to say sticking boat in but saying you didn't box very well, this and that. I will stand up for him. And I don't care whether people said, oh, he's talking absolute rubbish, him saying Kel boxed all right. In spells, he did box well. In spells, he boxed all right. In in other spells, he didn't box well at all. But I think it was, I don't think it would affect that Before, oh, I don't need to listen to him. I think he just let everything get to him, which was very surprising seeing as he's boxed at the level he's boxed at. And the level he's going to box at, because I've got no doubt he's going to, I've got no doubt if, if he gets the opportunity, because I think he's a little bit like Bomber Graham were back in the day, like, he's a bit of a who needs him. Because if, I don't know, like, you, I think Terence Crawford's quality, don't get me wrong, I think he's unbelievable. Like, But if a Terence Crawford or something like that boxes Kel, he's taking a risk, and he's taking a risk against not a massive superstar in people's eyes. So same as Bomber, when Ben and Eubank boxed each other, get paid 10 times more money than the Woodbox Bomber. And the Bomber's got a lot a big chance of beating him. Same as Kel, these top superstar fighters. So, so it's like, I don't know, if he gets the chance, I've got no doubt he can still compete at that level and still win a world title. Like, I would still back him and I would still be cheering him on like mad. But he just, I think he let the occasion get to him and he thought he was going to walk through the kid. Whether he fought that before the fight or not, but I think he got that wound up. Wanted to prove a point that much, he tried too hard and it just didn't work.
0: Let's talk about the events that followed after the fight. Then you mentioned that you was looking to get on about. Well, Carl was looking to get onto the Joshua Ruiz card out in New York, and the fight just never materialised. After the Zarafa fight, what was kind of your interactions like with Kyle? Because I remember it was probably two weeks after that, I was speaking to you, looking to come up to catch up with yourself yeah. and Kyle, reflect on the fight and how you intended to move forwards together. What was your own interaction like? Was you speaking to him every day? What, what, how was how it going? Yeah, what, what, what really surprised me about two days after, what did he
1: box on a Saturday? He boxed on a Saturday, and, on, a yeah. Saturday, and on Sunday night, he texted me and he was like, um, Are you all right? I said, Yeah, of course I am, are you. He went, yeah, he says, um, and he was just saying, it's just, I'm, just, I'm a bit disappointed kind of thing. I, I like how everything went, I wanted to go better. I said, don't be disappointed, you've got 12 rounds in. I went, do you want to train it morning? I said, yeah. So we got it gym it morning, on Monday morning, and he stayed in it, and he stayed he stayed in training. I I went to his house on New Year's Eve. We had, we had a bit of a do at his house on New Year's Eve. Like, I a, had some food and everything. Like He stayed on it all the way through Christmas, all the way through New Year's and he were on it and then I think it got to about January time and nothing was still set up for him or anything like that and then that's when he just started, I think he just started getting a little bit fed up and instead of being in three, four times a week we might have been in once or twice a week still spoke on the phone a lot but like from a selfish point of view I had, I had a big I had a gym to run I had I had all these kids to run and I don't just have boxing I had kids class from like six and seven year old and and it's the highlight of the week coming to this gym. Like, and some of them ain't got nothing. Some of them ain't the even got a PlayStation at home or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So I, I was just I having to concentrate on this and I was I getting in whenever, I could, whenever Kel wanted to. But if if I had to, if it were a kid's class and he could only get in at four o'clock, he'd have to run or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but it, it was were, it were brilliant. And even now, when did I speak to him? I think I spoke to him last week. So even now, my me, me interactions with him are still good. Spoke to him before his last fight. Spoke to him after his last fight. What he, his, what, what the kid called? What was his name? Uh, i
0: forgot him myself and I was um yeah, the American point. American kid. <laughs>
1: American kid, weren't it? Bazooka, he called him. Bazooka Luka, weren't it? Mark Mark That was it. So, uh, we were all right. We stayed on it all way after New Year. And then, like I said, when... He got a little bit fed up, I think, we're not um, we're not getting anything and, and things like that. And then he got a little bit I am sure it was a chest infection or something he had where right? he had to pull out of a fight or something like that. But he just weren't on it. He just mentally weren't on it. And if it you level it level ease out, if he's not mentally on it and he loses to somebody he shouldn't lose to, well, look how much stick he got when he beat a kid what everybody thought he was gonna beat easy. If he lost to a kid what he shouldn't have lost to, then I think it'd have gone up. But um, I'm just going to walk as I'm talking to you. I need to get my charger. That's all right,
0: Paulie. No problem, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Um,
1: so we'll put the keys. So yeah, but um, it's uh, so we, we stayed on it like that. But then he just gradually stopped coming in as much, and then um, and then he must have. Well, he, he obviously must have spoke to Dom and stuff, and they um, they they got back together. Got back together. Sounds like they were both friends doesn't it? Like I got like started working
0: together again. Yeah, we're back. Um, just for those who don't know, John was just quickly running off to get his uh, phone charger to pick that back, back up. There, obviously, we, we was talking about Cal, and he was training with you. Um, as soon as the Zarafa fight was over, you know, almost immediately, within a couple of days. Yeah. But well, how long then was Cal in camp again? Not necessarily in camp, but kind of like working and ticking over, as it were, waiting for a fight? Because that's something which a lot of people always say with Cal. Once he's fought, he doesn't tend to get back into the gym. At least that's the perception around him. I'm not saying that's true, but that's what kind of yeah. floated about. So how long were you guys working for again and together uh, from a moment the Rafa fight ended until, until Cal decided to move back to Dominic Ingall?
1: Yeah, uh, he, he surprised me, he surprised me myself, like, I, I don't know if, if I've, I've just said, uh, it, it, like two days after we got back in gym, and uh, we trained all the way up through Christmas and New Year, and then he should have been on the Ruiz Joshua card, which I think was June, I'm sure it was June, uh, and we trained all the way up to about seven weeks before then, we went back over to Fort Ventura uh, in about... March, April, time, something like that. We went back over. Oh, I tell you what, it was March because I had to come back for my son's christening. That was right. Yeah, it was March. So um, we went back over to Fort Aventura. We trained over there for a bit, and he had about six or seven weeks to go until the June date, and then that's when um, that's when the fight fell through. We um, like I said, I'm sure, I can't remember. It was summer. It was pooly or something anyway, and, and then I just he just weren't feeling it. I don't think, and he had he had to pull out. Um and then and then that was the last I worked with him. So probably from Zarafor like 3rd of December or something like that. And we worked up to about March time, something like that. And then that was the last I worked with him.
0: So I remember when when you guys linked up doing doing interviews with a pair of you, you both said you, you saw yourselves working together from, from that point on, you know, but you never Yeah,
1: did. I thought, we right, yeah.
0: So how did it come about that Kel said to you, listen, I'm moving back to the Ingle Gym to work with Dominic once again? What, what exactly did Kel say and how much of a surprise was it to yourself? They
1: were a massive surprise, if I'm honest, because like I said before, I, I did say to him, I don't mind filling in for a fight, but as long as I know I'm just filling in. And he said, no, you're training me now. And I, and I, don't, I don't believe for one second he didn't believe it. He, he didn't mean it. He did. He did I, I know him. And he's a good kid. He won't, uh, he wouldn't have me on like that. Do you know what I mean? But um, uh, what it were somebody? He, he must have gone down to Jim Ingalls and someone took a picture of him uh, and put it on Instagram. So he, he texted me straight away, and it would just stood outside at ring, and he says, "Oh, I only went down to see to see kid." Like I said, I said, "Oh yeah, listen, I went listen, Kel, I went, you were at that gym since you were what eight, nine, ten, whatever you were. I said, same as me with Sheffield Boxing Center. Like, if I were training, I were training someone somewhere and, 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 and all my friends were down there, and I wouldn't think twice of popping and seeing them if, if Glenn were all right with. You. So, don't worry about it. I said, Come on, let's get back at gym then. Let's get, let's get something done. He was like, Yeah, we will do, we will do. And then we never did. And then, um, and then he mess, and then I spoke to him. Uh, and then I think Billy Joe Saunders had gone back. Uh, Liam Williams were obviously down here. Kid had got a big fight coming up and things like that. Uh, and I spoke to him and I just said, what, what, "What's crack, What's happening?" Um, I, to be honest. And then he just said, "He went, John. I'm to be honest with you. I'm, I've been down. I've been down a couple of times. I'm I, um, just to do a bit like just to get a bit just to just keep ticking over." So I said to him, I went, "Well." That's fine, but if you're ticking over, you should be ticking over here with me in in, in our gym. So, like, it's one or like one or other kind of thing. What a crack is? Anyway, we're just totally honest with me, which which I always appreciate. I always appreciate honesty, and I think if if you have a good relationship, you should be able to be honest with each other. He just said to me, "Listen, I've been down here since our God knows how long." He says, "It's same with you and Glen." He says, Billy's back." Liam Williams is training such and such is training this and that he says I'm just I seem to be I seem to be in a bit of a happier place at the minute and and, and I, I want to be around people like that to push me and I, and I, and I just said to him Kel I went come on I'm a fighter as well like I, I know how that works like I know you want to be training with Liam Williams and you want to be training with Billy Joe Saunders and things like that that's a dream like and to, to, to be training alongside them fighters it makes you a better fighter I said I totally understand that. I said, just all you gotta do is just be honest with me. Uh like and, and he were. And he just said, I'm I'm gonna see how it goes. But like I said, he just said to me, like I've said before, I could have picked anybody to train me, but I come to you, and and, and if anybody says I want to tell everybody how good camp were and and this and that, and thanks for everything, and I hope we don't fall out. And I just said, Well that I says, I says, listen, I went, we're not gonna fall out. I said, like why are we going to fall out you were honest with me so um, it's just the fact that I said to him just you should have just, should have just maybe told me before you even stepped foot down there do you know what I mean but he must have just gone down and seen lads and I'd, I'd crack and I'd laugh it's like I don't know it's like going He's going back home innit? not it's, it's his home Ingalls Ingalls Jim's his home and Dom's like family to him and all lads down there is family to him so when you go back home and like I say, if you have a fallout with your brothers and everything, you don't talk for it, but then when you go back home and you're talking again, you're happy again, aren't you? And you're like, oh, I'm back home and this is brilliant. And I totally, totally understand that. So we never, we, so we never fall out. And I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I said that to him, I said, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity because even though it didn't go to plan as we thought, it's still, <laughs> it's an odd one because you can just say it was just bad publicity for me, but... What did he say? Oh, publicity is good publicity. So, at least I got I got to meet yourself, and I got to meet some other, some a lot of other media and this and that, and, and people know my name. What might not might not have known it before outside of boxing circles, and it also gave me that experience because I what I want to be as a trainer. I want to take a kid from from my gym, who's never boxed before, take him on his first amateur fight, and take him on to be a world champion, and. If if he gets to a stage where he's top in arena in front of ten thousand, fifteen thousand people or whatever, I need I need to I need to know I I can cope with that as well as he can cope with it. And working with Kel showed that I can cope with it. I loved it. They weren't they weren't one bit of me what for all and like my depth for I loved it. So I was always grateful for the experience and and um and him, and the chance he took on me. Cause he did take a big risk. He took a big risk, I took a big risk. Um and even though it didn't pay off like we thought, we still got a win. Still got we still got a to win together, and and it's it's boosted my portfolio
0: a little bit. Just to go back to what you said about Carl wanting to work with a lot of, you know, Liam Williams, Khalid Billy Joe Saunders, and what have you. I remember at the time when you and Carl linked up, I saw some interviews or some articles and some quotes where Carl saying he kind wanted a bit more one-on-one time, and Dominic yeah. had a number of fighters as we've just mentioned to work with hence why we wanted to do a bit more with you I know you're busy with your amateur gym but you didn't have the professional side going on with that in mind was you surprised at all that Cal said to you that he wanted to go back there knowing that he had so many other fighters to kind of share the one-on-one time with Dominic with yeah well I don't I just I just wondered in my own head is it were it because
1: Dominic were back now whereas before I think Quig Quigley or Quig Quigley were boxing in LA or somewhere, or somebody were boxing, or Billy Joe were in Canada, Canada or I so, I don't know it, There were somewhere. Yeah. So I was just I started to wonder in my own head, was it if he's back now and none of them have got them dates anywhere else, then at least he'll get at least they're all in gym together. Do you know what I mean? And, and then I just thought then that's when I did start to think I wonder whether it would just uh, whether I would just fill in somebody's spot to be honest with you, which peed me off a little bit. But then I thought, I thought, um, I spoke to him about it again and he just said, no, listen, I wanted, I wanted you. He said, he never fell out with Dom. I don't think, he never like, he never sacked him or Dom never kicked him out or anything like that. He fell out. He just, I just think they couldn't work together at the time and and Kel maybe being a, might have been a bit peed off himself thinking, hang on a minute, I've still got something left in me here. Like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting pushed out, or I'm not getting this, and and he wanted, and he maybe wanted somebody to to be with him all the time, and and which which I were, I, I never I never treat him like he, like he he walked on roses or all that. You know I mean, I just treat him normal, but I would here with him all the time, and then I just think when you always want something, you always think you want something, don't you? And like the grass is not always greener, so I think. Like every fighter in the world, even myself with Glenn when I was boxing for hang on a minute, like, you know, I, I want one on one training, I want this, I want that. And then when you think about it, when it's only you and your trainer, it's a lonely sport. Like I know Jim's I know boxing is a is a one on one sport, you're on your own, but it's hard enough training anyway. You need your mates around you, you need you need a cracking gym, you need that buzz. And I think after he didn't perform brilliant. I just think he maybe them thought, when he's gone back down just to see kid and stuff, seeing him having a laugh and everything, because he didn't, he didn't know the kids in my gym. He, come, he trained with kids in gym. he come and train with lads and that, but he didn't know them. And, and a lot of mark like, I'm, I'm starting off in my gym, so I have, I have a very good bunch of lads, but they were all very star-struck, starstruck over Kel. So they weren't, like, ribbing him and giving him some stick and, like, get on with it, come on. Do you know what I mean? They are all a bit like, ooh. Can I speak to him? Can I not? And even though he can, because he was sound with him, when, sometimes you just want to be around your mates. You train around your mates. You train hard. And they push you on and you give each other some stick and, and you push, you like, get on with it. Come on, get this done, get that done. And I just think, after a while, when he'd been back down and he seen that happening with Kid and Liam and all that, like, I think he thought, I might be missing this a little bit. So he get it a try and obviously, it, it, it's worked for him.
0: Now, Let's move on to some of the, the comments that came out after you know yourself and coloured had kind of gone your own ways and gone down different paths. And going back to Dominic Ingall, I remember at the time you, you said you weren't happy with a few things, and it's obviously been a while since you, you worked together, so I've had to refresh my memory and kind of research yeah. about what was said and what wasn't. And from what I've kind of relearned, I've seen some quotes saying that effectively Dominic saying. He thought it was the wrong move at the time, but understood you know Kel didn't want to be moving around with him going to you know, Canada, with what have you, with Billy. Yeah. And the gym was very busy, but it would have been better than working with an inexperienced trainer who didn't know how to control Brook, And it takes years to kind of develop a relationship to be able to do so. Firstly, what did you make of Dom's comments and at the time that you can remember and what I've just said to you?
1: Yeah, I can't, to be honest, I think when we spoke, I can't... It's been, it's been a while now. I can't remember what it were, but it, but, I, but I've seen I've spoke I've seen Dom since I took a couple of my lads down to Ingles and spar, uh, and and you no know, bad blood. It were just they were just little digs. What I just thought it, it were better. He didn't need to give little digs. out. I think he said something like, "Yeah, you can't be a good trainer just by holding pads and sp- ringing sparring partners, you know, something like that." And I just thought, like he's been around this game a long, long time. His resume is like as long as my arm. Didn't need little digs like that, do you know what I mean? And it was something like, said something about the week of the fight. Um, I didn't do something right on the week of the fight. He ain't got a clue what happened on the week of the fight. Nobody had a clue what happened on the week of the fight. Like, I know I know more than anybody, like, every fight is different. And I, I boxed myself, and I know what I wanted on week of the fight. And and I've been with the other kids who, when I boxed in Glynn Street, don't get bear in mind, Glynn, I think glynn has been in a, in a corner with oh God, fam, a few world title fights. I can't remember. And, and I was like Glynn's protégé. So Glynn used to take me all over. So I've, I've been in fight weeks with Bomber Grain Boxing for world title. I've been in fight weeks with Clinton Woods. I've been in fight weeks with Richie Wenton and when he boxed Barrera. I've been in all these fight weeks. Do you know what I mean? So I know exactly how to do it. And I know how to, how, what to do. So nothing went wrong fight week. Nothing went wrong in the camp. It was just he tried to order in the fight. Um, and it were, yeah. It's all right, saying it's all right, saying um, you've got to know somebody for years to, to know how to deal with him. Well, you could say that about any trainer in the world when somebody changes switches for him. You could say that about I don't know. Um, Willie Hutchinson's just gone to Ingalls about twelve months for good, innit? not You could then say, oh, Willie, Willie Hutchinson's, oh, you can't train Willie Hutchinson because you haven't known him since you were a kid. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's, I, 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 I was inexperienced to what people's, not, or people's knowledge of me, but I know what I'm doing. So you can't say, oh, you can't train him because you haven't known him for this long. Because that's about anybody. What about all these trainers what go to Freddie Roach then? All these trainers what go to Freddie Roach when they have a bit of a bad performance or they lose. And, and you know what box is like. The first person they blame are the trainers. So they say, oh, good go to Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach is Freddie, Freddie Roach. You could say he can't train any of them because he doesn't know him. So it were just little things like that, but like I said, it's not it must have said something what pissed me off right because I remember you saying, I remember saying to you, yeah, ring me up, and i'll I'll have set. but I think it was just more like little digs, but, like I said, I've been down at Ingalls, took some sparring down anyway, and, and I spoke to Dom. and well, i don't I don't really know him, and don I know, I know him, but we've ne- I've never really spoke loads but we said hello, shook hands, said bye. I said, thanks for having us down. He said, thanks for coming. So, I'm, I ain't got no hard feelings or anything. It was just little digs. But that, that was also me learning to not, like, now. Nah, I just think, oh, why would I getting bothered? Why, why, why are you bothered? Like, in this game, you've got to have some thick skin. Uh, and to go far in it, you've got to have some thick skin and you've got to do what you think's right. What I've learned me, what I have learned is, always go with your gut instincts and go with what you think's right. And if it's wrong, then you can hold your hands up. But if, you, but if you change your mind or you start worrying about other people, what other people think, and it goes wrong, you've got yourself to blame. And we're dealing with, we're dealing with people's lives and stuff here. So all I do now is I just go with my own gut. And if I, I'll ask people, like, I'll ask Glenn, I'll ask Andy Manning, I'll ask Lee, and I'll ask people what I trust, for a bit of advice here and there and a bit, should I do this, should I say that, should I not? But I'll do what I think's right. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll throw my hands up and I'll learn from it and never do it again.
0: Just touching it again, another quote which I found was um, from Dominic. As good a fighter as Calbrook is, it's like having a Ferrari and putting a kid behind the steering wheel. The kid might be able to drive a toy car, but it is a different machine.
1: What is that? am I the kid?
0: I assume so.
1: Sounds like it, doesn't it? He was, he was, he was talking about
0: Rafa and you guys working together, so...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it must have been that. Uh, listen, he can say what he wants. I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not really bothered. I, he, he, I won't lose any sleep of it, to be honest with you, pal. It's like, well, anybody could have said that about when he first started training kids then, couldn't they? Everybody's got to, everybody's got to start somewhere. Right, and I, I hadn't started with Kel. I've started with the amateurs, and and I, I spot I had a kid called Dan West, what a good pro, but he went out on the road. Uh, so I, have I, I've not paid as many dues as a lot of people had, but I have paid my dues and I went in there, and I thought I did I, I did. I'm happy with the job I did, and I think if, if instructions would have been followed a bit better, then it would have been a, it, it would have looked a bit better on me, but um. Listen, he can say what he wants. I'm not that bothered to be honest with you, pal. I think it's, uh, I think it's more. If I, if I'm a kid, if I'm that, what, what's the word that, not that good or whatever. I'm punchy. I told you, didn't I? You know what I mean, I told me it should move me a bit more, if I'm that lower on the scale, we shouldn't have to be bothered about talking about it. Really, should he?
0: but uh, Before, be right, obviously just pick that back up there, John the um I think it was just because of the length of the conversation, but naturally yeah,
1: maybe yeah,
0: I remember the video weren't sinking, but obviously just picking that back up. The final thing on it all then, whether it be Dominic or anybody else, did you have any immediate interactions with anyone after the fight Who you didn't agree with who gave you some criticism yeah. Not really. I think
1: a lot of, I think a lot of, I think you even said on Sky by Carl Froch and um, Adam Smith, a lot of people were, were saying, well, John Fuchs is telling him to do this and he's not really listening. So I don't, I don't think I got any really bad, I know I know people were happy, I know Eddie, Eddie weren't really happy with the performance and I know um, a few, of, it's just because everybody was expecting so much for him, but... The problem where everybody was expecting so much from Kel, everybody was expecting so little of Michael Zarafa. I said to Kel, after, on the camp, I must have said to him 20 times, this kid is no mug. He's not a world, he's not a world-beater. He's not world-class. He's not Amir Khan's class or Sean Porter's class or all that. I went, but he's not a mug. And if, if you're not switched on, he'll give you a hard night. And I don't think nobody give him any credit whatsoever. And sometimes... Fighters were on, were just at the brink, and the on, the on this like that was his that was his mega 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 fight, and he's gonna fight on his skin, and I think Kel boxed under par, and he boxed out of his skin, and it just made it closer than it should have been. Probably still won nine out of twelve rounds, eight or nine out of twelve rounds, probably, but it just didn't look like the people, like people wanted it to look. But I didn't really get. I didn't really get it back. I don't. I don't um, really. I tell you another thing I did learn from Kel is not to pay any attention to social media because I one of them what I read every single comment before. And the abuse that kid gets is unbelievable. I've never. I've never known not like it. He'd put. he put one 30-second one thirty-second clip on him, bag go and he'd get three hundred comments of abuse in, in five minutes. But then he'd also get another three hundred of, of good comments. But it were, um are there, pal. Just briefly lost you on the screen, John. Yeah, because somebody's just trying to ring me. Let me end it. Oh. Well, that's better, pal. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, on. God. So, so I, I, didn't, I know there probably were a lot of, lot of stick or negative press on social media. But I didn't look at it anyway. As long as um, I've got a good knit of very experienced and well-respected boxing people in Glen. Oh and, and, uh, and um, a lot of other trainers around England and stuff, uh, what I get on with. And every one of them had notebook compliments for me. And everyone one of them said, don't worry about it. Um, you, didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. Be happy with the job you did. So I took all them comments on, in, onto consideration. So um, I, I were all right. I, I, want, I, I wanted it to look better for myself and for Kel. And I wanted us to push on and I wanted, it, I wanted us to, me to maybe be cornering somebody at Madison Square Garden on Ruiz undercard or something like that. But, listen, everything happens for a reason in life. And um, at the minute, my gym's never been busier. So whether that's because I trained Kel for a little bit, so they've started coming here or what, I don't know. But things are good for me at the minute. And I'm happy and content with the job I did. I'm happy with my relationship with Kel. I'm happy with my relationship with everybody I work with um, during that time. So um, uh, I've got no to complain about.
0: So, just with Cal now, then obviously there's a, a couple of fights which I've seen his name mentioned with um, over his past few months. Just yeah. get your thoughts on them and how you think Cal could fare in them if you feel he's still able to perform at world level. Um, Liam Smith yeah. was the first one, as soon as he, he fought and beat Mark De Luca. Liam Smith was ringside. It was a
1: part which has been discussed then. How do you think Cal would fare against Liam Smith? I thought that. I think that would be a great fight. I said, I said to Cal when we were working together, forget chasing Amir Khan, forget chasing Sean Porters and stuff like that. I mean, you're good enough to fight them kids, obviously, to be in that league. But I said, why not to, to box Liam Smith at Echo Arena in Liverpool? Oh, my God, the atmosphere. And that would be unbelievable. I think that would be one of the best fights this country's seen in a long time. I think Kel, I think Kel would beat him, but that's no disrespect to Liam Smith. I like Liam Smith, he's a good fighter. But I just think he would still be as fit as him, because he's still he's still an athlete. You never lose your power, he digs hard. And I think he's still he's technically still clever enough to 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 outbox him. So I, I would I would back Kel on that, but it'd be a hell of a fight. I wouldn't I wouldn't put my house on it. But I would, uh, I would, I would go with Cal.
0: And another fight which Cal was linked with, and Bob Arum come out himself and spoke about it right at the beginning of, of lockdown. This was a potential bout between Terence Crawford and Cal Brook again. How do you think Cal would fare against somebody who many put in their pound for pound list?
1: I'd, I'd, I'd put Terence Crawford up there myself. Like, I'm a massive Alvarez fan, but like he's tainted with a with a drug thing, in my opinion. Now it's like. It's killed me because I love I loved it. I love watching him, love everything about him. And I, for me it would be pound for pound all day long. But it's tainted him. So I would put Terence Crawford up there as maybe pound for pound one or two, like his Lamanchenko, obviously, and they do what I mean. So it would be a hard fight for Kel. A hard fight. But he's a top drawer athlete. He's a top drawer athlete, he's a top drawer boxer. And A lot of people didn't think he got any chance going out there and boxing Sean Porter, uh, beating Sean Porter, and he did. All right, a long time ago. It's a bit different. You could never rule Keller because he's a good fighter. He bangs hard. He's a massive welterweight, and he's he's just he's he's a class act. He's a class kid, but. I don't I don't think I'd be putting much money on him to beat Terence Crawford. But I won't be putting much money on anybody to beat Terence Crawford. I'd put money on him giving him a hard, hard night. And I would never say, you can't beat him. Kel's good enough to go and beat anybody. Anybody on his day. Just look at it. If Terence Crawford has a bit of a bad night and Kel box out, his skin like Zaraffa did with him, there's no way, there's, there's no reason he wouldn't beat him. But I think people would think I'm an idiot and just saying it if I said Kel would be the favourite going into the fight. He will not be the favourite, but you've got to give him a chance.
0: And then a final thought, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's something which has been spoken about for years and we just have never yeah. seen it. There's always been talks about it. Obviously, Brooke Khan. in your opinion, firstly, are you still interested in seeing it? And if so, how do you think it would play out? I think everybody's kind of agreed or come to the conclusion we won't see it now, but you never know in about yeah. the world. I think everybody,
1: I think everybody's lying if they said he won't tune in and watch it. They would, they, every boxing fan in England. It, it has lost a lot of appeal, I think, but every boxing fan in England would tune in to watch it. I would, I, I would pay twenty five quid for box office and watch it at home. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would pay to watch it. I think Amir gets doesn't get a lot enough credit for what he has done in this game. He's He's won titles. He won titles at three weights, two lightweight, light welterweight, and well, well he's won world titles at two weights or three weights. He's boxed at three weights, whatever. He beat. He's got win over marks My darn! I. He's got. He, I, I, I. And even when I trained Kel, I said this: I would never have any disrespect to Amir Khan. I've, I've sparred with him. I've met him. I've. I've worked with him. He, he's. 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 He's a nice kid. I, I wouldn't show any disrespect to him. But my money would be on Kel all day long. I think. And before I started working with him, it, it I thought it was 50-50. He 50. still is 50-50, but I thought, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm not too sure. But when, I, when I've seen Kel up close in action and what he can do to, to, to big middleweights in sparring, I know sparring and fighting is different, but in sparring and things like that, um, I just think it would be too big and too strong for him. Uh, and I think... Korn's a class boxer and he would probably like boxing for a few rounds. But it's hard to keep somebody off you for 12 rounds. And somebody as strong as Kel, um, somebody as strong as Kel, they maybe only need two or three rounds to to get to get you going and then get you out of there. And obviously, Amy has is been took out a couple of times as well. As you get older, your your punch resistance goes a little bit to a little bit more. And I don't think Amir could hurt Kel, but I think Kel could hurt Amir. And I think that would be the difference in the fight. So I would back Kel all day long. Listen, I would not hold my breath to see it anymore, but I would one million percent watch it if it happened.
0: John, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. I've kept you for probably, well, it must be an hour or something now. Um... Mate, I have
1: Pepper Pig on, on my house 24-7 a day <laughs> now, so... Don't worry about it. The only break from Peppa Pig I get is just his house and Mr. Tumble. So, to talk about boxing for an hour has been a
0: pleasure, mate. No, It's been great to catch up with you. Obviously, I know we've been trying to tie it in for a while, but for both of us, we've both been busy and that. But it's great to catch up. It's great to see you're still doing well and you're healthy yourself and your family's all good. Before I leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. What would you like to say to everybody who tunes in to watch our interview? I would like to say
1: thanks to everyone for tuning in to watch the interview because I'm still, uh, I'm hoping to be around this sport for a very, very, very long time and I'm hoping to do very well at it. So it's nice that uh, people like yourselves give me a chance early on and uh, thanks everybody for watching it. I will always be honest and it'll get, I remember when Sky come round to do something for his fight week and he said, uh, the guy at Sky said, you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble you pal and I said, why is that? It went, because you, you're an honest, you, you're you very honest. And I, and I always will be. Some people like me for it. Some people won't like me for it. Uh, I would just like to say as well, just, just nah, it is, I ain't got no bad feelings to anybody, to Kel or to Dom, to anybody. Listen, if I say, if there's little things I've said on here what people want to take out of context, they can take it out of context. But if people watch the entire interview, they'll know there were nothing said in malice or anything like that. So... Uh, Thanks a lot. I will hopefully speak to you again soon, pal, when boxing's back up and running and I've got my own kids boxing in certain fights and hopefully maybe working with somebody on big fights again sooner or later.
0: Hopefully, we will see that, John. And I will leave you lockside to enjoy your day. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for being
1: yeah. social. No problem. Oh, I just want to quick tell everybody Titans boxing, quick plug. Right, this is us in Sheffield, Titans boxing, Dennis Hobson promotions. Um, anybody's ever in Sheffield he's ticking over to any pros or anybody wanting to start boxing we're on our Instagram Twitter Facebook etc etc look us up